Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. world as we know it? Maybe? I don't know. I feel fine. That's all I I feel fine on this Saturday almost end of the year here in 2023. I'm in bonus episode of the Mark Order Podcast here on the Shining Rivers Network and our YouTube and anywhere you get podcasts. We're going to be taking you through the uh, World Men Match card, give you our predictions, talk all about what we think is going to happen, maybe even some of what we think is going to happen with the fallout. So we're going to do that. Asian Joe is here. Hello. It's great here. And I'm here. Can't money. And we're glad you're joining us here today. Uh, getting ready for the paper. Uh, okay. Good to have you here on Saturday. Uh, after a fun Wednesday night. Uh, so, uh, listen, we talked about, we talked about a lot of things that were leading into this pay-per-view Wednesday. So we're not going to talk a lot of lead up, but we definitely have a lot to talk about now because they did, uh, we did talk about one match that got added Wednesday night, but they already made a change to it. Uh, and then they added another match, um, that we didn't know was coming, but I think I'm sort of happy that that's happening. Uh, and we're going to run through the rest of it since we didn't give any predictions on Wednesday. So we're not going to waste any time and we're not going to have any commercials today. So, why don't we start with the pre-show? Because we know we've got two matches booked for the pre-show. Uh, and first, I guess, let's talk about the 20-man battle royal. And this is to earn a TNT title shot. So, I mean, I guess what I want to talk to you guys about is another battle royal for a title shot. Like, are we are we sort of burnt on this? I don't know the last time they did this, but... I always feel like it's such a letdown. I just don't like battle royals, to be honest. <laughs> I'm much more of a tournament gal. I think doing a battle royal on the back of a tournament is overkill, but it's a really fun way to possibly debut some free agents that uh, have had their non-competes expire from... Uh, WWE, we saw that last batch of releases coming to life here. So doing that on a zero hour as a way to get people to buy the pay-per-view was always good. Uh, a TNT title shot. Like, the thing right now is a battle royal for the TNT title shot when there's such a heavy story involved already. It just feels like overkill, and then you throw that on the back of a tournament. It just feels like a lot. But they might get some pops if, like, 
Dolph Ziggler shows up in it or Mustafa Ali or um, sure. anybody else. So Mansoor and Mace or whoever. So um, yeah, so I'm I'm in, more intrigued to see if there's any surprises in the Battle Royal than if uh, like kind of who wins because I feel like it's it's a little bit tipped, right? Like it's probably somebody that's involved in the storyline. Unless, you know, Mother Wayne ends up costing that person in the Battle Royal. She should be an entrant. Mother Wayne should be an entrant in the Battle Royal. (laughs) I mean, that would be out of this world. Like, that just would make ridiculous sense. But she automatically has to win. Win. I mean, uh, you know. But, I mean, that would be a nice... um, it would be nice to have her somehow involved, right? Like if Nick Wayne is part of that, maybe to um, maybe to protect uh, Christian a little bit, right? So he tries to get the win. Maybe Luchasaurus is involved, you know, to try to sort of, again, sort of uh, insulate Christian against any sort of uh, trouble moving forward. But Christian's got out last his match, which we'll talk about as we get through the card. So, yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you there, Kate. Joe, what do you, what do you think about this battle royal sort of being tied to this heavy storyline? It's just a way to get people on the pay per view, right? So, I mean, at least people get on the show. But I could take it or leave it. I don't know. I mean, I don't think whoever wins the battle royal is going to win the TNC championship anyway. Right. So, yeah, I mean, well, and and that's the interesting thing here, too, is because, like, to Kate's point, it's a good spot to have a surprise entrant. But at the same time, you sort of want it to be somebody who's going to make sense in some fashion to a story with either one of these guys who can be the TNT champion at the end of the night. So, like, I just, so that being said, I don't even know who we can put in this that's going to make sense to the story or that we can insert into a story with somebody unless maybe it is somebody like uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler, right? Because Dolph Ziggler can come in and maybe earn a shot, right? And it doesn't matter if it's Christian or Adam Copeland. He can just be like, we know each other. I know what you're, you're made of. You know what I'm made of. Like they can somehow build around their past. Right, because they're not shy about talking about the past on AEW. Um, so that I guess that being said, like any either one of you have an idea of who might be involved and come out of this at the end. It's okay if we don't. This is we don't even have a a, a full list of entrants, so this is a complete shot in the dark. Um, I think Mustafa would be fun I, if I was. If it was going to be Mustafa, I would do a ladder match, though, just because of the Money in the Bank callback. I think it would be such a fun thing to to do, but maybe he doesn't want to retread old shit. Like, good for him. Um, but he would probably be the biggest, or Ziggler would probably be the biggest of... It doesn't need to really have a story. Like, that guy could just come in, win this, win the title. Um, like, that would be a good place for Christian to drop if it's going to be to someone like that, I think. I also think maybe this is a fun place for Jay White to go. Um, this could be like a, a nice, he's not in the world title picture. He lost in the finals of the tournament, right? But like getting a mid-card title is something that could be a really refreshing thing for him. And because this is something that's mostly on 
collision and he works a lot of collision i think that could be good um and i'm maybe a returning adam cole from injury like i'm trying to think if there's anybody that's been shelved that could come back um and maybe do some work with it but my guess is it's got to be somebody that's either debuting or is it going to just like be Darby Allen? Like, are we going to have him go after the TNT title again? Cause he's in the story. Like this guy's fucking obsessed with that title, man. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the other crazy thing. And Joe, I definitely want your thoughts, but there, there are already so many people involved in the main card that like, you know, yeah, Kate, I sort of love your fact of like Jay White because it gives him something to get heated up in. But Jay White is part of the match that they added that we'll talk about, you know? So like, would Jay White pull double duty? You know, um, it, it would, would it, could it be somebody like Andrade? Well, Andrade is involved in a match that night too. So it's like, you think about all these people who've had a little bit of heat on them and not in a bad way. Right. But just the crowd is, has seen them. It's something for them to sort of get invested in, but they're already involved in the match card. So it's like, you know, would they do double duty? What are your thoughts, Joe? Well, I want, so what was Kate's pick? What was your official pick? Oh, my official pick. I'm going to say Mustafa. That's okay. going to be my, that's completely me voting with my heart. Cause my brain doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's just who I want to be TNT champion next. <laughs> so listening to this conversation, I have three names in my head that I've been that aren't Mustafa. Um so I have I have Luchasaurus or Kill Switch, whatever we're calling him. I had him. Um I had Ethan Page in my head. I mean, he was kind of you know building him up a little bit lately. Mm -hmm. So hopefully maybe he can get back on AEW television. Um that way or may my more like left field pick would maybe be a, like a jack perry but i don't know if you waste a return on zero hour with him but he could come in and have a feud with christian or adam copeland either war that's but, a really 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 good call that's a really really good call joe i just don't know if you waste his return during the, the buy-in unless it's right before the pay-per-view starts kind of uh no when we had adam cole and mjf doing their tag team during the buy-in you know that's a great call joe because i think everybody's just been thinking jack perry devil possibility that that's a good one because to your point he's still got maybe something going on with christian he could heat up if Adam Copeland wins the title and then maybe aligns himself with Christian magically, right? Like, so there's a lot of way that that story could go. So, so Joe, is Jack, would Jack Perry be your pick or of the three that you mentioned, who do you think? Yeah, I think I'll go with Jack Perry because in my head, he eventually aligns with Christian, overtakes Christian to lead Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne. And then Christian, you know, goes the face route with Adam Copeland. So that is that is a fantastic way of making all these things happen. That I think, like we think, like, hey, Jack Perry's going to come back and be the heel. Maybe he's not. Maybe they'll bring him back face, and then he'll turn heel, and and everything goes the way that Adam Copeland said it would go. Right? That eventually he's going to drop you. 
but maybe he doesn't necessarily drop him. Jack Perry takes over. That's fantastic, Joe. God damn it. That's fantastic. Did Jack? I think, I think I saw that he trademarked, uh, what, he trademarked the boy in his dinosaur or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. A few, a few things. So, hmm. Interesting. I also so, like Christian and Adam Copeland being on the face side of things because I can't imagine you're not going to have, like, I don't think they're going to get the Dudleys back, but you have the Hardys and you have Edge and Christian in the same company at the same time. You probably throw FTR or the Bucks in there for a really fun ladder match. I'm guessing that's a Wembley thing because yeah. that feels like a spectacle match. Probably the Bucks actually in that, just from like a stylistic standpoint. Um, so I, I like them being face going into something like that because that should just be a very heavily cheered homage, I think, to to their legacy. So cool. I Jack Perry is the guy. I, I don't know why that wasn't kicking around my head. That's that's brilliant. Good call. Gotta be. And if it's not, I'll, I'm going to be shocked. I mean, unless it's a, like, you know, Kate's picking with her heart, Mustafa Ali. Now I'm coming sort of out of left field with, Two picks because Joe had a name that I liked, Ethan Page. You know, there was build up. He had the match in Ring of Honor against Tony Nese that was well received. But one of the names that came out of that that would be interesting to see in the match would be to me Scorpio Sky because Scorpio Sky's sort of been back with nothing to do. So it could be a good place for him to at least come and show up or show out. So I will Um, just say because you mentioned Ethan Page too. It mm-hmm. seems like Men of the Year reunited in ROH, so my my inclination, just based on covering ROH, is that they're going to be sticking around ROH for a while. Just just sure. as a contextual uh, piece of this. Sure, but I mean, at least to show up in some possibility, not necessarily win, um, sure. because they, you know, how many times do we see something AEW and they pull Dalton Castle over or somebody like that? You know what I mean? Um, and then a complete out of nowhere name for me would also be um santana um because Ooh, he's, okay, yeah. he's just been there sitting twiddling his thumbs after you know the the feud with ortiz man i mean if if i had to pick a name out of those three that i that i'd say would win i'd say santana but nothing's going to beat jack perry and i have a feeling now that that's got to be the way it goes if not you know i'll be shocked but Either way, we get the 20-man battle royal, and we'll see what story comes out of that as we get through the night. But the other pre-show match that we have is the FTW Championship, Hook defending against Wheeler Yuta in an FTW Rules match. And I think FTW Rules is sort of like a no DQ, you know, submission, you know, or pinfall. I, I don't know, to be honest. I didn't look it up. But... um. What do you guys think is going to happen here? Because I don't see anything changing. Hook's in his hometown. Uh, Wheeler is a pure champion, so I'm not going to see Wheeler taking the FTW belt off of Hook in Long Island. Yeah, especially since Shibata is signed, like it feels like Shibata will win back that pure title. Um, I can't imagine Hook losing, especially because Spoiler for further down the card, I do think MJF's gonna gonna drop, and I think you're gonna want some of those hometown people going over in a in a pretty big way. So I'm gonna say uh, Hook does not lose his FTW belt here. I'm with you. I I think it's I don't know how much needs to be said. I think you know Ben Hook. 
send hook. That's for sure. Uh, but now we move into the main card. Uh, and on the main card, uh, one of the newest matches they have added uh, was what they're calling an all-star eight-man tag match. Uh, and it's everybody sort of uh, from the uh, Continental Classic that didn't make it through, although Andrade is involved later in the card uh, with something else, which is why he's not in this. Uh, but this is going to be Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Mark Briscoe, and Danny Garcia versus Brody King, Jay White, Jay Lethal, and Roosh. Um, so a lot of a lot of heavy hitters um, in this uh, in this match. Everybody had a great tournament. Uh, you know, points aside, I think everybody really showed up well in the tournament. Um, there are some stories coming out of the tournament as well, so some of that can bleed over into this match. So I guess. Uh, Kate, I'm going to throw this question to you, uh, first, just because you're such a Danielson Mark, um, you know, we're the Mark order, so it's fitting, but, um, my question for the panel is, um, well, one, who do you think is going to win this match? But more importantly, is this good enough for satisfying your Danielson needs on this card? Because I think a lot of people thought he was going to make it through to the end and be in for the Continental Classic uh, Championship uh, or whatever they're calling it, the Continental Classic Final. Um, So does it, you know, is this good enough for you, Kate, to have Danielson involved in the card? For a few reasons. One, we've got to get him to Okada healthy for Wrestle Kingdom, so... Having him in a multi-man match is perfectly fine by me. Two, I'm an Eddie Kingston mark, so I'm fine with Eddie Kingston being in the finals. And as soon as Omega was not in this, I kind of thought, I mean, there's always a possibility Danielson's going to win everything, right? But I I figured with Omega not being in this, if this wasn't an excuse to get to Danielson Omega 2, it was probably going to go a different way. And Danielson's not someone that needs a tournament to kind of make him. Um, but I, I think. You know, he's, he's coming back doing this whole damn tournament with an eye patch on. Like, he, he's had the broken arm. I think getting him to Wrestle Kingdom healthy is a, a good priority to have right now. So him being in a multi-man match is a great call. I do think the faces win this. And I, I want to see Brody King and Jay White getting some big wins. But I, I'm guessing this is the first step towards cementing a relationship between Daniel Garcia and the Blackpool Combat Club, specifically Danielson. I think you're going to see him get taken under the mighty wings of the American Dragon. Um, But I just hope, for the love of God, that doesn't mean Daniel Garcia starts digging clams because that's not what the clams need right now. No. (laughs) Absolutely right. Uh, So, Joe, does this satisfy uh, your need for Danielson on the card, and who do you think is going to win? Yeah, it does. I'm building off what Kate mentioned. It helps protect people as far as injury-wise. And then I think having the collection of talent within this eight-man tag helps make it feel a little bit more important than if you're just Danielson in a random eight-man tag versus, you know, guys who are of quote-unquote lesser talent. Um, having all these people spend, you know, a month or whatever they had been going at it, no, in the Continental Classic, I think helps gives it some juice. Um, and then, yeah, I, I have the faces winning, and I think Garcia either pins or submits Jay Lethal, so Lethal can continue his losing ways and 
continue that story for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with you guys on the protect- protection piece. Um, for me, it's it's not even necessarily about scratching an itch to have Danielson on the card. I'm just glad that they gave all of these guys time on this card because they worked their asses off throughout these last two months. They deserved a spot on this card in some fashion. So if it's not going to be singles matches or tag matches, you know, two-on-two tag um, I'm glad they put them in an eight man so that they can all showcase a little bit more at the end of the year. Um, so this is fine for me. And again, Danielson to Wrestle Kingdom's the big story. So of course this helps. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you guys. No change for me. Uh, I think uh, the faces uh, win. Danny Garcia gets a little bit closer to becoming a professional wrestler. So we'll continue that story. Maybe we see something with Brody King. Like I said, Wednesday night, I felt like, or maybe not Wednesday, Saturday night, uh, I felt like um, he sort of resisted a little bit, putting his boots to to Danielson. So maybe we see a little bit of separation, something more out of Brody King. But either way, I think it's going to be a good showing from everybody. With the caliber of talent in this match, I, I don't see how it can can go wrong. So fingers crossed. But then we're on to our next uh, eight man tag match that we're still scratching our heads about, but this is where they made a change. And it was weird because it's really for no reason besides that clearly, uh, AEW creative is listening to the Mark order podcast. Obviously. Uh, cause we talked about it Wednesday night. Um, you know, uh, so anyway, the match is, is set for sting Darby Allen, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, Versus Ricky Starks, Big Bill Morrissey, uh, Will Hobbs. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's Will Hobbs? I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs. And uh, now uh, Takeshita. So originally, when they showed the card on TV Wednesday, it was Kyle Fletcher in place for Takeshita, but they've changed it. Um, Don't know why. So the question to the panel, Joe, I'll go to you first with this one is uh, obviously who do you think is going to win? But um, do you like the switch of Takeshita over Fletcher? I think how to answer the last question first. Um, yeah, I, just think I, 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 I think you need to keep building Takeshita up, even though Fletcher has the RH belt. Um, I'm sure Fletcher will find his way into the Battle Royal now, so he'll still be on. Um, I'm going with the faces on this one because, you know, you have Jericho and Sammy coming back together again, and they'll probably build a, a tag program with Big Bill and Ricky after this. And you don't really want Sting to eat a lot of losses on the home stretch of his uh, farewell tour. So the faces win. Okay, so Joe likes the story of Jericho and Sammy coming back together again. And since Ryan's not here, I'll throw the Muppet reference out, just like uh, the Muppets together again. Uh, Kate, what do you think uh, about this? And do you like Takeshita being switched in for Kyle Fletcher? I do. I think Kyle Fletcher has his ROH championship and Takeshita had, I mean, there was all this momentum coming out of him beating Kenny like a hundred times and then they just did nothing with it. So 
to let him show out in this match, I think will be really good. I'm going to, for the sake of bucking the current and uh, fun, <laughs> say that the heels are going to win this one because uh, I think Sammy is not on Jericho's side or on the house of Callis' side. I think Sammy costs Jericho and goes his own way after all of this. And I will not like it. I would say just bring him back in a different spot if that's going to be the case. But it satisfies a lot. And I think while you don't want Darby and Sting taking losses, if Jericho's the one to eat the pin, you also protect your tag team championships and this champions in this a little bit. And maybe Takeshita's the one that gets the pin, I think could be something that's really fun in this too. Okay. And also yeah. keeping in mind, like the switch might've happened for, I, I don't know why, but like, the holidays too like maybe Kyle Fletcher had plans to go back to Australia or some shit like you you never know too so while we're like what was the storyline cause who who knows what the heck it could be <laughs> yeah I mean for me it's not even necessarily storyline it, it's just very weird that they had the graphic and then like the next day changed it like yeah and what happened in between there and we said it should have been to cash them, so exactly I mean Savants. <laughs> they are listening. They've checked in with us before. So it's true. No, they gave us a little emoji. They did. They did. <laughs> and we love when they are checking us out. Um, so uh I'll I'll say this. I do like seeing Takeshta in this match. To me, it just sort of uh, made more sense than Kyle Fletcher only because Sammy specifically called out Takeshta and Hobbs when he did his little promo and just sort of left Fletcher to the side. Um so to me, it makes more sense. And I'm, I'm also with Joe is like, I think they need to keep capitalizing on Takeshita. Like they've been awfully quiet with Takeshita uh, since, since the Kenny stuff. So I feel like we need to bring him back into the fold. This seems to be a good way to do it. But I'm also with Kate on the heels winning. Maybe not even necessarily for the same reasons. I think there's a possibility here to somehow involve Sting and Darby with the Callus family, right? Uh, because they came out and made the save. Uh, and Sting did put the bat to Hobbs. So, you know, there is the possibility that coming out of this, the heels win and Sting and Darby are are sort of going at them. But also... Um, uh, you know, Kate, I'm also with you on the fact that I don't think this, I think this sort of sets Sammy on a path to realize that, you know, Jericho is not the guy for him anymore. Like he keeps coming back to Jericho and it doesn't help him or he, you know, they're not able to win together. So he maybe now separates himself completely. I just want to see Sammy stand on his own, but I understand why they sort of put them together for this because that was what sort of we were gearing up for was Jericho and Omega for the titles clearly can't do it with Omega hurt. So this is, I guess the next best thing still very confusing. Still don't know why they wouldn't just let Sammy do his own thing, but this is where we are and we'll see how that match goes. So Sting's probably going to do something fucking crazy. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, next would it be amazing if he did it? He just came in and did like a bunch of chain wrestling. Oh my god! <laughs> wrestling after wrestle, he basically wrestled so like Bruno San Martino in this yeah. match, or he like we're like a European clutch. What the fuck? Like, just... yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
just a just chin locks and fucking sleeper hold. <laughs> Heel hooks. Air hooks. You know? <laughs> that would roll. I would pop for it, honestly. My God. Um, <laughs> all right. Next match that we have on the card. They're not really calling this anything special, but it's sort of like a grudge match. It's Miro versus Andrade. Miro is fighting, you know, for his wife. Um, and he doesn't like the fact that she has clients and Andrade is the client. So, um, he's been calling him out for weeks. Andrade is not in the, the tournament final. So this gives an open door to have a match. So, um, you know, that's where we are. Um, this match can sort of go either way. Kate, what do you think is going to happen with this one? I don't know. <laughs> But you know There's what, my prediction. But but you don't know. You know what? I, that's the interesting thing is because I don't have a clear defined path of what happens with this either. Like there are so many ways that this can sort of go. Go to Joe first. Go to Joe first. Let's oh, go. wow. I'm Kate deferring. The spot queen deferring. <laughs> oh, man. Pressure. Um, now, Joe. I had a hard time going thinking about this too. And my selection is based solely on the story that I think would be interesting. So I'm going to pick Andrade because I feel like Miro losing is more interesting to me going forward um, than him coming back and, and being Andrade. Okay. Here's where I get caught up with this is we've seen LFI around and Andrade doesn't seem to be a part of it but how long is that going to stay true or do they have a role in this I think is is really interesting um both guys like Miro super super well protected Andrade had a great tournament I agree with Joe that the more interesting story is Miro losing here um, I think the story kind of begs for it. So I, I'm going to go copycat with Joe, but I'm very intrigued to see if uh, LFI plays a role in this in some way and they kind of like get get their leader back in some respect. Because I, I think you could do a really fun LFI versus Blackpool Combat Club feud. <laughs> like really, really fun. So um, that's that's my hope in all of this is that we get that reunited. You know, I'm... Uh... I'm leaning Andrade too for a number of different reasons. Um, I lean Andrade because I think there is a story here with Miro and CJ Perry. Now, I don't know what the status of CJ Perry is because of her whole disgusting finger thing. And I say disgusting because those pictures are still her. So um, I tried to ask about it on the media call, but I didn't get answered. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is the deal with CJ? Is she okay? <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know what her status is, but I can see this somehow, you know, Kate, to your point with LFI, I sort of saw maybe something happening with that. Maybe Andrade's really taking it to Miro and CJ sort of backs him off and he, you know, Andrade realizes, you know, like you don't necessarily like, if you're going to be with me, you got to be with me. And you can't care about him like I'm your client. And maybe that's sort of where a split happens and LFI is sort of lurking about. Who knows? But also, in, you know, outside of, uh, of wrestling stories, you know, there's a lot of chatter out there about Andrade and his happiness. And 
he wants out. He wants to go back to the WWE so he could be with Charlotte and all the stuff that he's gone through at AEW. Some of it self-inflicted, some of it injury. But part of me thinks maybe to try to, to sway him a little bit is to give him some of these wins and get him involved in bigger storylines. And maybe LFI is the way to do that. Maybe just a longer Miro program. This is just the start of it, of a larger story. I don't know, but it just part of me thinks to keep him sort of happy and give him a bigger role and a bigger picture to maybe help convince him that once his contract is up at some point, because it's unsure of injury time and all that stuff, when it's up, I think they give him a win here, but it also would make sense to his story. It really would. I don't think you have Miro beat him and that's the end of the story. If, if it is, it's sort of a flop to me. Yeah, they would have to have something really interesting lined up uh, after, but I, I feel like the, the cleaner thing there is um, for Andrade to win. And it's I feel like every Miro loss, because they are rare, has like a really big exclamation point for something that unfolds next. So I'm excited to see. And it just leads to more promos from Miro talking about being forsaken by God. That's just... Anytime he he runs a promo about his hot, flexible wife is is perfect. It's beautiful. So uh, let's move on. We have another uh, sort of grudge match. Um, it's Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Uh, we never had that story resolved. Uh, you know, from different things you might see out there and rumor and innuendo is that they wanted this to happen earlier and it didn't happen earlier. This seems like the right time for everybody. Swerve is in a different stratosphere. Keith Lee is being built up after a few big wins uh, and saying, I want this guy, but it's not this guy, you know, and this is where the sort of road ends. Um, so I'm looking forward to this match. Swerve has been on fire. So I imagine this is just going to be a fantastic match. They have great chemistry together. So um, Kate, who do you think is going to come out on top of this? This is one of the more predictable ones. I think you've got Swerve getting the W here. Keep the Swerve train going, especially since he didn't win in the tournament finals. I think you want him to immediately jump on top of another big win. And I just think as we're gearing up for what certainly feels like at some point sooner than later, a, a Swerve World Championship win, um, you want to put a nice little bow on this feud and, and move along clean. But I think it'll be... A blast. Definitely one of the more predictable ones on this card because there's a lot of stuff I feel like can go either way, which is nice. Joe, how do you feel? And and I guess just a, a follow up to and Kate, it can come back to you for an answer too. Like if that's the way you think this is gonna go, swerve, Joe. What what where does that put Keith Lee? Let me answer your question with a question. Love it. Whose house? <laughs> oh. Um Soraya's. Well, I mean it she says this is my house, but it's we all know it, it's Swerve's name on the deed. We know that. It's true. Right. Maybe um, a duplex or something. Could Ooh. be. The human duplex. Um <laughs> Swerve. Yeah, I, I have Swerve winning. If you would ask me this. No, a year ago when it was supposed to happen, it would have been, you know, I would have wanted Keith Lee, but because, you know, Swerve is where Swerve is at now, um, yeah, you can't, you can't stall that momentum with him. Um, 
and I don't know what like Keith. I don't know what you do with Keith Lee. I I, I feel like you need to maybe mix him in with, you know, whether it's the CNC title picture or something else. I have thoughts. Of course, well, we're going to go back to you after Joe. That's why I said, yeah. Joe, you first, and then we'll circle back for Kate's thought. I really like my idea. Hot tag, <laughs> Hot tag to Kate. <laughs> Hot tag. Go ahead, Kate. Um, remember a couple of weeks ago when he was like calling someone out and we've just assumed it's Swerve and he never got to finish that sentence? I think maybe he's not done with Shane Taylor. And I think when I was going through all the free agents... A Keith Lee, because I think he's great and I think he's looked good, but he doesn't look like the Keith Lee that we've known and loved all this time. And I think maybe a tag team of him being in Shane Taylor promotions or him looking at the free agent market, him and Shelton Benjamin could be a real fucking fun. (laughs) So I would say um, what's next for Keith Lee I, I think something in a multi-man picture would just maybe suit him better for the stage of the career he's in right now. And him working with Shelton Benjamin could be so, 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 so fun. If not that, him getting absorbed into Shane Taylor promotions, because I think there is a missing piece there. Because um, right now, I think it's just Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty, and they've been scouting. Uh, but a, a Pretty Boys reunion would be so fun, too. But I, I just feel like him and what he's able to do in a tag picture might be the way to go right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't hate that. It's um. so I also, I also think it's, it's going to be swerve. I think swerve is, is going to obviously move on to bigger things. I also don't think swerves done with hangman yet. So uh, there's still a third match to go there. Um, so I think you have swerve win maybe move on to hangman eventually down the road, the world title that we all think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the, the, the Keith Lee picture is, is unclear, which sort of just makes me worry because Keith Lee is, is a a special kind of talent because he is a large meaty man who can do stuff that other large meaty men cannot do. Uh, but to Kate's point, we haven't seen the Keith Lee that we, thought we were going to see uh in a while so um so yeah i don't hate the idea kate my my mind immediately went to to shane taylor somehow working that out where we get them back together but man i wasn't even thinking shelton benjamin that would be that would be fantastic um so it'll be interesting to see what happens but i think we're we're all on the same page this is going to be swerve's house yet again and that's fine for us so we move on to um, to our women's TBS championship match. Julia Hart will be defending against Abaddon. Uh, and Abaddon, you know, had made her return, has looked good since coming back to TV. Uh, and, you know, I'm just excited to see Abaddon in a, in a bigger picture. Do I personally think she's going to win? I'll give you my prediction first. If Do I think she's going to win? No. And that kind of sucks because I would like to see them use Abaddon more, but I think there are possibilities for her to somehow sync up with Julia and Sky Blue or Sky Black or whatever they're going to call her moving forward. Um, And then we'll figure out who's next for Julia Hart. But 
I think Julia is going to retain here and I hope it's a really great match because they've both done really good work, you know, in these, these short windows of the last, you know, six or even four months in the case of Abaddon. So, uh, Joe, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, other, this is probably one of the more predictable ones on the card, right? So you go with Julia, um, is this the gosh? Is this the first pay per view that Abaddon's been on? In AEW, you know, I'd have to do some quick research uh, and check. I think um, outside of when they did that women's battle royal, yeah. I think they were in that maybe. Yeah. But this is the first. This is the first real spot because they bring them around for Halloween and nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Julia wins. Um, but to, to your point, and I having Abaddon and having giving them this stage and kind of really pushing them and showing that the company is behind them, I think is a big step. Um, and more wins will come their way. For sure. Uh, Kate, what do you think here? Agree with you both. I think Julia wins, but I think that. Abaddon gets misted in the process and then they join uh, this House of Hearts coven that's maybe cooking over there and then all three of them go in into a feud with Thunder Rosa probably or maybe Willow since there's a very natural story right there. Um, but I'm excited to see what they bring to the table with this because this is the first sustained push that we've seen for Abaddon and man, the Julia Hart I saw that picture floating around again, the Julia Hart sky blue picture where Julia's on the ropes and sky is looking up at her is like, they're doing some really, really good stuff presentation wise. So I'm happy to see it. Um, happy for Abaddon. I, I hope that they have a really good showing. Yeah. And just some quick, um, internet wrestling database lookups that I did, uh, shows that Abaddon was on the AEW all out 2021 pay-per-view as part of the casino battle Royal Ruby Soho wound up winning that, but Abaddon was part of it. So not not her first pay-per-view rodeo or their, excuse me, not their first pay-per-view rodeo, but, uh, their first, um, solo match. So, Looking forward to it. And and Abaddon has done a ton of work on themselves um, to get in the shape they're in, as well as I think, you know, their in-ring performance. So really, really good to see that, that they've recognized her work or their work. And um, yeah, hard. especially because they call themselves a living dead girl. So <laughs> it makes it like a little, a little tricky, but we respect so, pronouns here at the Mark Order. Yeah, we do. <laughs> if everything, if things play out the way Kate you described with Abaddon, let's say Abaddon gets missed and Abaddon joins this covenant, then I think the real winner of this all is friendship, right? I think you're right. I think friendship comes out with the W and I think Mist also gets a nice victory here because it would work faster than it has historically as True. it took Julia Hart and Sky Blue forever for that Mist to set in and turn them evil. So yeah. I think friendship and uh, Poisonous Mist would that makes you a different person uh, would be would be the, the real winners in this. Well, we'll see if the Mist makes an appearance, but we also move on in our card to the TNT Championship match we were talking about it before it is Christian cage defending against the rated R superstar, Adam Copeland in a no DQ match. 
So we don't need to talk about backstory. We all know it. And there's definitely a lot involved in the 20 the man battle Royal. So where do we think this match is ending up? Uh, Kate, what do you, what do you think? Is it Zaddy or is it just a rated R superstar? This is a tough one too. I just gut feeling is Christian retains. I, I really think Adam Copeland's first titles in AEW will be tag titles with, uh, with Christian either heel or face side, but the idea of Jack Perry, God, that, that's such a good call feels like Christian should retain to make that more interesting. Assuming that Jack Perry is the one to come back there. Or if it is somebody debuting, I think you want the guy that's been holding it longer to still hold that title because you don't want to go to Adam Copeland and then he hot potatoes it right to somebody else in all likelihood. So I'm going to go with Christian retaining here. Probably some incredible interference. I'm just guessing from, from Shayna, from Mother Wade. Um, that has been one of my favorite developments over the past couple of weeks. You've had like the super serious C2 and then you've had Mother Wayne. Like you would boo a mother. So, so great. Huge fan of this. Uh, just feels like Christian should retain, but I wouldn't be stunned to see Adam Copeland win. Okay. Joe, what are your thoughts? This was another hard one to pick as well. So, but going back and forth, uh, I went with Christian only for the fact that it is, it is a no disqualification match. And with enough interference, I, I don't see how Adam Copeland overcomes it. I don't know what you do with Adam Copeland after this. I mean, it's, yeah, it's tough because, well, one, one thing I think is, you know, there are so many hurdles to overcome for Adam Copeland in the match, right? Um, you've got, you know, the family, the patriarchy, who's there and can get involved. It's no disqualification. I think even beyond that, we're bound to see some crazy shit in this match um, just because of this guy, these guys' history. And I'm sure that they want to show at their age, because they are not uh, spring chickens, I think they want to show what they can do. And I think Edge is... Uh, who? Uh, Adam Copeland, excuse me. Adam! <laughs> I think Adam's feeling himself uh, and feels really good about being back in the ring and what he can do. So I think we're going to see some crazy shit. The other thing is... Um, you know, I think I saw some people out there saying, well, maybe Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix is not showing up. She's, I believe, still under contract with the WWE. So that's not going to happen. So I also feel that Christian is going to win. But to Joe's point, I don't know where we go with Adam Copeland after this, only because this is what, you know, this is that sort of hurdle he's wanted to to overcome. He He's wanted... He didn't want to fight Christian. Now he's fighting Christian and now he wants to beat Christian. Maybe he doesn't beat him. So where do we go from here? And if it's Jack Perry, the whole story's there. I think Joe, you've laid that out perfectly and that would be the best way to go. But I think Christian retains and then we'll have to see what happens with Adam Copeland. And if you can't beat him, you join him. I think what comes out of this story is that they end up on the same side, whether it's healer face, like it really feels like them reuniting is the way to go. I have a bigger question for, for the two of you. Sure. It's adjacent to this match and this outcome because it's been 
so pop over the top with Mother Wang and everything else and the patriarch. Are we going to get a wrestling wedding? <gasps> between Zaddy and Mother Wang. God, I hope so. God, I, I hope so. We haven't had a wrestling wedding in AEW yet, have we? Not an in-ring one. Um, I mean, technically, Penelope and Kip did, but that was just their actual wedding because it was in COVID. Well, <laughs> uh, you know what? You're right. I forgot about that. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, the story's there, right? He calls Nick his son, uh, and he's his favorite, right? Didn't he say, like, you're my favorite, you're the prodigal son or something like that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that would be amazing. Maybe this is where we see a lip lock happen between Zeddy and Ooh, Mom. We know they did under the clothes stuff. <laughs> they should have a sex celebration like Lena and Edge. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be. Yes, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we move on uh, to our AEW Women's World Championship. Timeless Tony Storm. Hopefully uh, not suffering from a case of the spotted dick from her key party uh, defending against Riho. Um, I'll go first with my prediction. Timeless Tony Storm or else I am over. Uh, I am over all of this. So um, I don't want to see Riho win at all. I just want Timeless Tony Storm to hold this. Mariah May is in the mix of this whole thing. I think eventually we'll get there. But uh, timeless Tony Storm for me because she has been doing phenomenal. Uh, Kate, I'm going to throw it to you next because you're the second sort of like meh about the women's, you know, women's wrestling in general. So we know you're not a supporter. I know. Um, (laughs) I will say both of the women's matches on the show are kind of more predictable, but predictable is good when it's good. And this is. We're seeing some investment and some long-term stories in both title pictures, and that makes me really, really happy, right? Everybody has said, like, the Athena, Billy Starks, Minions story is so great. Why don't we get that in AEW? Well, now you kind of are. We've got some long-term stories brewing in both title pictures. This is Tony Storm's to win. I know that breaks Ant's heart, but I will say Rio was like a ratings get for for Wednesday, so good for her, good for them. Um, This is to push along the Mariah May story, obviously, and... Um, I I love what Tony Storm has done. You mentioned like the key party and the spotted dick reel before. There was also a thing at the end of that where they said something about like what's the best way to spread the word or to spread Christmas cheer? And I think she goes, an eagle. <laughs> yeah. so, like she's so pitch perfect. I do think this won't be the longest title reign in the world, just because I I think you don't want to overstay your welcome with a character like this, but I. I do think we probably get to revolution or some sort of major, major dynamite special with this storyline that I, I do think is probably Mariah Mays for the taking, but this will be a really fun match to, I think, advance what Tony Storm's looking to further. And uh, it'll at least let Riho get on pay-per-view so that it has something to smile about. Love it. <laughs> uh, Joe, what do you think here? I mean, yeah, it's Tony. Um, it's all Tony. And but I think Mariah May has a role to play in the match. I think she I think she comes, distracts, or just does something to Riho to set up that match um you know in a week or two after Mariah May has her first match 
Um, I think that's going to be her first opponent, first major opponent. So that's that's why I'm going with Tony, of course. We are timeless, just like Tony Storm. And now we're moving on to the this black and white. That whole segment was in black and white. If you I'm were seeing color when we were talking about Tony ti- Timeless Tony Storm, your eyes were deceiving you because we were in tableau. <laughs> I would to make this black and white whenever we talked about Tony Storm. There's not. I'm even looking. There's not. <laughs> um, all right. We're on to the Continental Classic final. Uh, John Moxley versus your partner, Eddie Kingston, um, for this modern day triple crown. Um, the tournament's been fantastic. Eddie's kind of had this redemption story going. He overcame one hurdle in Danielson to get here. And now he's got to overcome the final boss, John Moxley, uh, his friend or at one time best friend. Uh, and they've had this whole thing going. Um, so, uh, Kate, I'm going to go to you first. I think you're going to surprise us saying Moxley wins this. Uh, I'm gonna swerve you on that. <gasps> I'm thinking it's Eddie Kingston at his home town here. I don't think you release an Eddie Kingston blood and gasoline action figure, which you can buy at Jazzwares, if he's not going over here. He didn't just beat Danielson, and he doesn't just have to beat his estranged brother Moxley. He also beat Claudio a second time to get to this mm-hmm. point too. Um, 2023 has been kind of a weird year for AEW, definitely the least consistent since they've started. And I think a pay-per-view where you're sending people home happy is a good note to end the year on. I don't think there's a bigger redemption arc you can do in what AEW's given you than Eddie Kingston finally getting out of his own way, finally getting rewarded for betting on himself and just being officially an AEW champion alongside his ROH and New Japan championships um, him and Moxley are going to beat the ever-living dog shit out of each other. A swerve and Moxley winning wouldn't be the worst way to go, but I just think do the thing that makes people happy, not just me, but but all of the partners around the world. Uh, and, <laughs> and Crown Eddie Kingston, your Continental Classic winner here. I, I think it'll be a really beautiful story that has been rooted in the tournament. And just to reiterate what Tony Khan had said on the media call, which was an encouraging thing, I think, to hear was, he said that there, this has been, the C2 has been an experiment of balancing their more entertainment style based stuff against their sports based stuff and that the sports based stuff has done well and they're going to continue to lean in that direction moving forward, which I think is a return to the roots of, of what AEW was presenting. So um, I'm just glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that the C2 well did well on a, a business side as well, because it's been one of my favorite things as a fan that they've done in a really long time. So send them home happy, top it off with Eddie Kingston, and let's keep this kind of presentation moving forward because it rules. Yeah, I mean, I'll give my prediction before I throw it to you, Joe, but I think this is Eddie's to win. There's no reason to have Moxley win this. I mean, he just doesn't need it. So give it to Eddie. Let him complete his story that's been brewing for a long time with Moxley uh, and uh, let him get this win. And like Kate said, send the crowd home happy because we have one more match to talk about. But um, I think it's Eddie's to win, and uh, and he is the modern-day Triple Crown winner. Joe, what are your thoughts? Crown the Mad King, I think. You, you give, him, give him all the belts. Uh, 
I look forward to seeing the, what program he gets into after this and who challenges him for that. I think that'll be fun. Um, and having Eddie, you know, go through the G1 and then go through the C2 now, I mean, he's had a heck of a year. And to cap it off this way would be the cherry on top. Couldn't agree with you more. We are all in agreement there. Let's keep the people happy. Let's give it to Eddie. And let's get on to our final match of the pay-per-view. Well, what we assume is the, the final match. The AEW World Championship. MJF in his hometown defending against Samoa Joe, who has just turned on him and has a deal with the devil himself. Um, now, there's a couple things here, gang. We were talking about it Wednesday night. What's sort of on the line? What's going to happen with MJF? After this pay-per-view, he seems pretty banged up, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and he put out uh, he put out a piece in the Players' Tribune yesterday uh, that was a pretty good read, talking about his future. Now, you know, the kayfabe story is he's not signed. I don't think any of us believe that. I don't think anybody in the world believes that. But that's not really what it was about. It was about his time in AEW and what he believes the company's about. But it more so seemed like he is you know, sort of setting us up for the fact that he's going to, he possibly is going to lose this title and take some time off. I think that's what we were sort of thinking when we talked about it Wednesday night. Uh, and even in our, in our reel or our short that's out there, uh, on YouTube and Instagram and all those places. Um, so what do we think is going to happen here? Um, and Joe, I'm going to give it to you first since we gave you, uh, the last match last. What do you think is going to happen with MJF and Samoa Joe? Uh, and and I'm not forgetting about the devil. I want to get into a devil prediction after this. So hold that. But what do you think is going to happen in the match? I I can't go against someone who shares the same name as I do, right? So the Joes stick together. Samoan. Whether you're Samoan or Asian, Polynesian. <laughs> Trader Joe's, whatever. Um, Trader yeah, Joe's I, winning the world title. That's it. That's yeah, it. Mark it down. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, Samoa wins for, I think the reasons you pointed out and the reasons we pointed out uh, on our last episode of the Mark Warrior podcast, which people can watch on YouTube and Spotify and everything else, um, where we kind of lay that out of why do the injuries, do the, um, you know, the, con the, the, the kayfabe contract, um, all that stuff. So Samoa Joe wins, and then we can talk about how he wins or the devil stuff after this. Okay. So Asian Joe sticking with his brother Samoa Joe, um, and then they're going to go to Trader Joe's and celebrate. Uh, Kate, what do you think here? Well, I was thinking about this as I was drinking a cup of Joe earlier today, and hmm. just uh, Joseph of the Samoas, as ESJ calls them. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a couple of things that I really love about this and not to jump the gun on the, the devil pick, but I, I do think it's Adam Cole and uh, Roddy and the Kingdom are, are involved in this as well, especially seeing the ROH tag titles flip on Wednesday. Um, I think MJF lost the tag titles. I think he loses the world title and he loses his only friend in the matter of a week. And that's a really 
compelling and painful and relatable character arc for someone and also something that's really good to like fester on if he is going to be out for for a little bit if he is going to have an an absence and some well-deserved time off here um because he's he's worked his ass off during this title raid people have been kind of mixed on some of it or whatever but the matches have delivered he's worked really really hard he really if you read the player's tribune article it's so funny some people are like feels like a goodbye letter but other people are like it definitely means he's staying it's it's very funny seeing those reactions um i think for sure he's staying but my takeaway from it was regardless like that guy really cares about aew and really cares about pro wrestling um and i i think that felt like hey i'm gonna be a heel again real soon and this is my last opportunity to actually say things that paint me in a positive light because i'm so committed to kayfabe so I, I do think Joe wins. I think it's a, a really great thing, A, to put in your record books, and B, um, it, for a transitional reign, like if it is going to go to Osprey or Swerve or whoever, like them beating Samoa Joe still feels like a mountain, and I think he'll have some really nasty one-off defenses, and then his probably first real long-term story might be where he, he drops at either Revolution or All In or whatever, so... Um, very intrigued to see what comes out of that. But I, I think this is a really, really cool way to end the MJF reign and a great note to send him off on if he's going to have a bit of an extended absence here. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, that Players' Tribune article for me um, was just a, a great read. You know, he keeps some of it in kayfabe. I mean, how can you not? He's a, He's MJF. But you could tell a lot of it was truly from the heart and how he feels about his place and where he is and the company. <clears throat> I don't, I didn't see it as a goodbye at all. I saw it more of a beat the drum. I'm here, you know, but I'm going to be taking time away and he, he needs it because we know his shoulders in bad shape and reading that article, he says as much. Um, so, um, that's not a surprise. um, you know he's uh, he's he's got the new record right. He surpassed Kenny, so he's gotten that done this year. He's you know had a lot of stories this year. Um, so I just think that this is the way you wrap 2023, and in a true sort of wrestling fashion, because he is a he is a a, a traditional sort of wrestling story guy. Not traditional story, but he knows his history. Right. And you sort of never go out on top in your hometown. You're carried out on your shield. I think he loses this title in some fashion to Samoa Joe, whether there's interference, whether it's a straight up loss and he, you know, puts up the biggest fight he can and he just can't overcome it. And maybe he never taps. Maybe he just gets put in the coquina clutch and they call it. Um, but MJF, right. He, he won't give up. You know, he said in, in that Players Tribune, I'm going to fight and you're going to have to kill me. So maybe that's how you kill him. You don't let him wake up. Uh, but I think Samoa Joe takes it. Now, as far as our next topic, and this is sort of our last discussion here uh, on this prediction and preview show is, you know, we've been talking about the devil. We've seen names come off the board of some of the people who were, you know, being talked about as the devil. Pictures become a little more clear or so we think. Uh, as to who the devil's going to be. Um, but you never know. So this is our time now where I'd like to get maybe a devil prediction uh, from our group here. 
um, and see if, you know, people have some, any differing thoughts. Um, Kate, you already said it. You think it's Adam Cole. I do. Now the only other possibility that's really floating around in my head is like Ryan was not here Wednesday and Ryan is not here today. So mm. might he be the devil? I think uh, he's in a little bit better shape than who has been under the mask. That's for sure. So um, I'm not, I'm not sold on that entirely, but I do think the thing that makes the most sense is the obvious thing. And people are going to be like, it's underwhelming. I thought it was going to be a WWE, but I think it's a really good idea to have it be Adam Cole (laughs) and the kingdom. If Roddy can be a part of it, um, or I'm sorry, if Kyle O'Reilly could be a part of it, that would make my heart sing. Feels like based on what we've seen of his posts, he might be further away than that. But um, I think that's a really great culmination to the longest piece of the story with MJF. And what's cool is you might get two heels out of that, like Adam Cole betraying MJF's friendship. MJF is going away for a while, and when he comes back, um, he might come back an even worse version than himself because the one guy he trusted is um, betrayed him. So for a, a friendship breakup angle to give you two heels like that, I, I just think is a really, really cool use of creative. So uh, I'm, I'm going with it to Adam Cole and, and the kingdom doing all this. And I hope Adam Cole is clear to compete because I, I just want to see him back in the ring again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how close he is. I mean, there's people out there, you know, sources saying that he's not close. He's got a lot of time left, you know, before he's back, but he can still appear. If it is Adam Cole, he can appear as the devil pulling the strings. So that that's not a, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, Joe, what do you think about the devil? And it's okay if you think it's also Adam Cole. I hope so. because That's what I think it is. Mm. (laughs) Um, I know sometimes we try to pick different people. I, I, I wish I could, but just I don't even know who I would pick that would, after all the things that we've seen so far in the last, especially the last week or so, it all it all leads to Adam to me. And in my head, I'm thinking, you know, you have, obviously, MJF lose. You have the, the devils, henchmen, demons, whatever we're calling them, come and and jump MJF after the match. You know, do this have an injury right off of, just beat him down, and then the devil can appear on the string, and then the devil can make his reveal while on the big monitor, on, you know, on the, and that can be a go home. Sure. Well, um, I also think it's Adam Cole, but I've got an intriguing thought that I'd at least like to put out there. What if it's not Adam Cole? But the devil has been Maria Canellis. Ooh. Now, Maria Canellis hasn't been seen. We know she's clearly tied to the kingdom. It's been Roddy. So Maria Canellis is nowhere to be seen. This could still leave the door if, you know, if Adam Cole is not close to even being available to be there on his feet or on screen this still leaves the door at the point when he comes back to come in, maybe be like, I had nothing to do with this. I had no idea. And then he turns right. And we find out that he was part of this the whole time. Maybe not the guy, or maybe he was the ultimate puppet master. You know, it's a swerve, whatever they want to do. But what if we find out that it's Maria Canellis pulling the strings 
And then the ultimate is nobody can do anything about it because you can't touch her. Yeah. That's I like a that fun one. wrinkle. That's yeah, a I like that wrinkle. one a lot a lot better than people were saying, like, maybe it's Brit. I like Maria in that role better. Maria's always been sort of in a role where she's sort of like controlling what's going on. Um, so just in, just a thought I had. I've seen other people being like, maybe it's Kip Sabian. There's no reason for it to be <laughs> Kip Sabian. Although I can see the Butcher and the Blade being the guys to have won the tag titles. Like, sure. give them something to do. Uh, like, that could make sense. Um, but yeah, I, listen, I think it's Adam Cole. But if we find out it's somebody like a Maria Canellis, I actually don't hate it because you still have that door for Adam. And also the twist of the knife is there is ultimately nothing that MJF could do to get retribution on Maria because you can't touch Maria. Yeah. So, so for clarification, you don't think it's Ryan? Ryan's the devil, but he's not the devil. Okay. Yeah, he's like one of the, yeah. I thought maybe we were waiting for the devil to like speak and make sure like when he says home or hoagie or phone, he doesn't have an accent. No, no. Okay. He's, he's the devil, but not the devil. And he's just way too positive to yeah. play that role. He's like, um, you know, your sins will not be wiped away because you have not been baptized in water. Yeah. yeah. You haven't yep. been baptized in the water's. <laughs> off the shore in Philadelphia or whatever. Well, gang, it should be an interesting pay-per-view. Um, it seemed like it was, there were a lot of questions like, is this even going to be worth it? And again, they've sort of pulled this off in the last couple weeks to make this super interesting. Um, you know, MJF Samojo was always interesting. The continental classic final, once that tournament got going, was going to be interesting. And then they've just added these little pieces along the way and heated these stories up to, to give us enough where this seems like it should be a good show to me. So I'm looking forward to watching this. The only thing that's kind of a bummer, and is like, I just feel ill-prepared because I, I do get to go of like, what should I wear to this pay-per-view? And I don't know if there's anything that I could order in time for this one, but like, if I just had like a super cool shirt that supported a wrestling podcast for maybe like if I was going to revolution or something and like there was some new year's day sale that I could capitalize on. That's the only thing I think that could make an AEW pay-per-view any better. Well, there is something you can get. It's a Mark order podcast t-shirt and you can get it by going to the link tree in our bio or go to pro wrestling slash Mark order podcast or mark order pod excuse me or search the mark order podcast on pro wrestling tees there is a sale going on right now for uh their new year sale uh so from now until january 2nd at 1 p.m eastern you just use the promo code ny2024 and get 20 percent off your order you can see the graphic on our page now uh and ny2024 like New Year's, but also this pay-per-view is in New York. It feels like Kisna and it's perfect. Uh, so you'll get our 20% off our shirts. We've got two front prints, two double-sided prints. Uh, and money you spend there does come back, come back to help us uh, help support this show and help us fund things that we need to fund to put it on. Uh, so uh, we thank anybody who's gonna order a shirt, and we thank everybody who has already ordered 
a shirt. But that's really it for us today. We're going to talk about the outcome of the pay-per-view once we get to Wednesday night in our usual time slot at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite goes off the air. But, Kate, why don't you tell the people where you're going to be at? Sure. Well, I will be at the pay-per-view. If you are going, please come and find me. Say hi, hello, hey, what's up? But you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on social media, including my YouTube channel, which has a live interview with Rocky Romero as well as an end-of-year, beginning-of-the-year feature that is all about wrestling around the world. The Australia episode will drop on Tuesday, so you can check that out. Other than that, I'm on Fightful Select on Mondays, the Fightful main channel, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, except for yesterday, because SmackDown was a clip show. And Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast, when uh, I can be. Uh, it's the best. We have so much fun talking all things all elite, so follow me. And Joe, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media at underscore Asian Joe. And then in my bio, I have a link to my other little side project I do out of fun, is which is review serials. Um, other than that, I, I don't know where else I can be found. I guess if people go to the Battle in the Valley show in January, I'll be there. Yeah, okay. definitely. I mean, follow Asian Joe on social. If you're going to Battle in the Valley, hit him up. Let him know you'll be there. Uh, Asian guy. You can't miss me. Well, it's a New Japan show, Joe. So I am I'm bigger than most of those guys. Okay. Well, you know. Also, it's your serial blog and AEW are almost the same age. I didn't realize that. Yeah. They're like both five years old, weeks apart. Yeah. Kindergarten. Almost kindergarten. Duh. Just about. And as for me, you can find me on my socials at AntMoneyOnX and at AntMoney247 on Instagram. Uh, I don't have anything else going on. Uh, so you can just follow us at MarkOrderPod on all of our socials, X, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, we've been uh, throwing up reels and shorts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, you did also, because much like Tony Storm, you are timeless. You did a pretty <laughs> timeless show this week on ROH Revelry that I think we can still keep plugging because it's not like it was time sensitive. No, it's not. Uh, you're right. I was I was getting there. Um, but we yes, I don't have a lot going on. I was like, yes, you do. Well, no, I don't have as I don't write a blog regularly and I don't, uh, you know, appear on 80,000 podcasts, but Revising I history. You're not into that. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was on ROH Revelry uh, last week, um, so you could check out that episode uh, and hear what I thought about uh, the year 2013, uh, the final battle in TV that week, which was the Adam Cole retrospective. Uh, and uh, those guys are great. I look forward to being on that show again, um, if they'll have me back. Um, but that was a ton of fun. Uh, and I'm here every Wednesday on the Mark Order podcast at 10:15 p.m. Follow us on our socials. Head over to the YouTube and subscribe to us if you haven't subscribed on our YouTube. Uh, if you're listening in podcast form, we thank you for that. Make sure that uh, you're subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, we got our year-end wrap from Spotify, and we've grown this year, which is awesome. Little by little, we're growing, and we thank everybody for their support. Um, so. Um, with that, we'll sign off here. Kate, Asian Joe, enjoy the pay-per-view. Have a happy and safe new year. Uh, and uh, we will talk on the first episode of the Mark Order podcast in 2024 
on Wednesday night to talk about Dynamite and the fallout from World's End and all of our predictions and how they played out. So we look forward to seeing you guys there. Guys, love you both. Thank you for everything in 2023. And um, we thank you guys for your support again. We'll see you all Wednesday night here on the Mark Order Podcast. This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.